I'm never going to apologize for winning. Breaks a tackle. Now oh. another. He's oh. inside the five. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, MSU. He is sacked. Down he goes. Tyler Hoover breaks away from one tackle. He's at the 20, the 15, the 10. He's got speed. He's going to the end zone. Touchdown, MSU. You're listening to Impact Sports Radio, and this is Spartan Red Zone with your hosts, Dan Tyler and Andre Sims. All right, what's going on, East Lansing? You're listening to another episode of the Spartan Red Zone, as always, with your boy, Dan Tyler. I got my fellow guys with me here, Brad Allen and Dre Sims. How are you guys doing today? Doing real good. Pretty good. How are you? Oh, man, I'm just great. I'm just great. And with us is a special guest. We got starting quarterback Connor Cook. Connor, thanks for being on the show with us today, my man. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So jumping right into last game, um, Michigan State taking on Indiana and Bloomington, second, or excuse me, third Big Ten game of the season, improving to 3-0 in the conference with a big 56-17 win, powered by yours truly, CC Connor Cook, uh, 24 for 32, 332 yards, three touches, um, and just overall, you know, huge, huge game offensively for you guys, 662 yards. So tell me how you guys prepared going up into this week for, for you know, putting up such big numbers like that. Yeah, you know, obviously, I think going into every single game, you want to establish a run game, um, which we did. Did that, you know, Jay Lang had over 100 yards, uh, you know, Nick Hill had over 100, Delton had some good runs um, along in there, but... Um, I think we want to go in there, establish a run game, and then obviously execute in the pass game. And when you execute in the run game and, and you run the ball efficiently, um, that opens up the pass game. So um, that made it a little bit easier for us to pass the ball um, just for how well we ran the ball later in the game. And then, I mean, guys are just making plays all over the place. You saw Josiah Price with that long, you know, um, run after the catch. Uh, T-Lip making great plays. Um, Kings, everyone down the line. So, you yeah, got guys like that, you know, making plays after the catch. That makes it a lot easier for me. I just want to cut in, and you mentioned Josiah Price, and I had to get this off my chest. That's how you pronounce his name. It's Josiah, not Josea. I don't know if anybody else listening was watching the broadcast, but they just kept butchering his name and calling him yep, Jos- Josiah. Jos- some Josiah people, Price. Some people kind of like say it with like a Z, like Josiah, but it's, it's yeah, Josiah. I thought it was Josiah. a pretty common name. And yeah, I don't, I don't see any issue with yeah, the pronunciation. Yeah. Josiah Price. Yeah, he's making some big plays out there. <laughs> the Price is Right. Yeah. You see that Instagram yeah, post? Yeah, I've seen the Instagram post. That, that Instagram was nice. post was, yeah. And is he What's from... his Instagram name? I, J. Price something? I, I'm not sure what it's it is. Find him on Instagram. Josiah yeah. MSU Price, I think. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Twitter. Josiah MSU Price. And he's from Indiana, too, so that was kind of like a homecoming for him. Yeah. Is he, he like, from Bloomington? Um, I don't know. He's from He's from a small town. I, th- no, I think it's like a half hour away from Carmel, if you guys know where that is. It's like an hour away from Bloomington. But I know he had like back-to-back homecoming weekends because mm-hmm. he played, you know, we played against Purdue. Then he had like a whole bunch of family members at that game. And then he said for this game, because it's a little bit closer to his house, I think, he had like 70 people there. I mean, obviously he didn't like get the tickets for them. He didn't get like all 70 tickets. But he said his whole high school football team was there wow. watching him play. So. That's, that's good. Yeah. That's great. And He's channeling the kids showed inner, out. Channeling his inner Brandon Dawson, who – Whenever he goes to Purdue, which is his hometown area, he just goes off and looks like Josiah Price is starting that trend too when he goes to Indiana. A little different. I can't. I can't imagine Josiah, you know, out there chirping at coaches. No. Like uh, like Dawson will will chirp at Painter. But I mean, different playing styles. Either way, both guys have been playing great in their home state. You know, Josiah, like you 
like you mentioned, Connor had 83 yards and a touch. And uh, you mentioned Tony Lippett. I feel like I bring him up every single podcast I do. I guess I'm turning into a big Tony Lippett fanboy or something. But I think he is low-key the top three or five receiver in the nation. Uh, the dude is just demolishing previous numbers he's put up in past seasons and had another big game with 123 yards receiving and some pretty nice-looking grabs. So, so Connor, you, you've been working with him, obviously, as his quarterback. Um, what is it that you've seen out of, of Tony that's that's made him put up these monstrous numbers? Um, you know, I think there's a lot of things, but I think the thing that just stands out is just you see the level of confidence he's playing with, and I think when you have that confidence, that allows you to make you know big play after big play, um, and he's just having fun, you know. Um, you know, I think going back to last year, he just progressively got better and better week by week, uh, and then you know we kind of picked up where we left off, you know, coming you know into spring ball, out of spring ball, working out during the summer um, before camp, and then you know picking up where we left off in camp, and I think the thing you just see with him, he's just having a lot of fun. He's confident, um, and he's not not afraid to make a big play. That's for sure. Yeah, and you can tell, man. Some of these some of these grabs he's making are are impressive. You know, over the shoulder passes and stuff like that. You know, he's making plays. And um, as would you say he's become your favorite target because this receiving core is incredibly deep, as we've talked about a lot as well. And you're you're spreading the wealth around every single game. But it seems like game in game out. Lippitt's getting a lot of targets, a lot of big catches. Would you, would you say he's become your favorite target yeah, out there? Most, most definitely. You know, when a guy's hot, when a guy's, you know, you know how many straight touchdowns he had, you know, during, you know, coming up or coming back from last year, um, you know, the, the consecutive 100-yard games that he's ha- having. Um, and then, you know, this, the, the, the circus catches that he's making, you know, the over, like you said, you know, picking the ball off guys, you know, guys' backs, you know, you know, scooping the ball off the ground. It's a low throw, and he, you know, makes a – Heck of a catch, but um, when you have a guy like that who's making plays, you know, all you know, all over the field, you know, throughout the course of a game, um, you know, he's he's a guy that you kind of want to go to and you want to you want to get the ball into his hands. Can we talk about that broken? It was kind of like a broken play where you scrambled out. I'm I'm calling it the WTF just happened play. I don't know. If, and again, watch this, <laughs> this is the game, the one game uh, besides Oregon, the only game that I watched on TV and not in the press box, and I kind of. Uh, took the week off and was just relaxing watching it. And um, you had that play where Tony Lippett made that really nice catch over the shoulder. And it was just pretty much a perfect throw. And I, I've seen you throw a couple of these this season, Connor. And he caught the ball. Uh, I think it was on a third down, too. And then they zoom in on an Indiana fan. And you can just perfectly read her lips saying, what the F just happened? Yeah, oh, yeah they, actually, they actually double-teamed him and had a safety triple. over top. Yeah, yeah. Tri- they, so they, it, yeah, It was a linebacker, a corner, on both, like, they were in front of him, and one was on one side and one was on the other, and then there was a safety right behind him. So it was three people on him that play, and he came, he came down with the catch. So. <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't going to him, obviously, from the start. It was like third and nine. We had, like, a hitch out to the field that was probably about six yards, so that probably wouldn't get the first down. And then you have a corner out over the top of the hitch. That's kind of like a smash read is what they call it. But um, the corner wasn't open. Neither was the hitch, so I had to improvise, something like that. So scramble to the right, couldn't find anyone, scramble back to the left. And somehow with three guys on him, Tony ended up getting open. Yeah, running down for And the then left. I think if I would have gave him a better ball, he probably would have scored, I think, because uh, I think he was kind of – he had separation. He was, you know, in front of the, the guy that was defending him. And my ball kind of, you know – allowed him to like fade to the sideline if I would have kept him straight on track probably would have been a touchdown yeah and it looked like you kind of did you direct him to 
to head straight up field. It looked like you were pointing right before you threw it. Yeah, out. I just told him to go else. deep. Yeah, just told him to go deep. <laughs> Huge play, and I, I, that game too. Another thing I noticed is, um, in the second half, you guys kind of ran away with it, and that was the first time uh, we've seen Michigan State do that this season. Um, you guys feel a little bit more comfort seeing that happen uh, last Saturday. Yeah, yeah, we emphasized that all practice last week, finishing finishing the game and being a fourth quarter program. That's what we emphasized during the summer and you know uh, before spring ball, just being a um, being a team that finishes. And you know Connor can probably talk about it a little bit more because you know he's ahead of the head of the offense. But I mean that's what the offense um, that's what the tempo was this week, uh, last week for practice. It was just finishing everything, making sure you do your job, and then when the time comes, uh, you know, step on the throat and keep keep your uh, foot on the gas. So, right, yeah, like he said, you know, the fourth quarter program going all the way back to winter conditioning, um, you know, that is designed to to help us, you know, pull away in the fourth quarter. You know, I think, um, you know, going back to those workouts too, you know, we, we always have a finisher at the end um, of a lift. You know, emphasizing, you know, we got to finish a game, we got to. You know, put the team away. So, um, not being able to do that against Oregon, not being able to do that against um, Nebraska and Purdue, um, we really, really emphasize that going into this week. Um, you know, each you know end of the period, we were talking about you know finish, finish, finish this period strong in practice. Uh, you know, the last period of the day, you know, finish, finish. So I think really um, emphasizing it as much as we did, um, and then finally being able to you know reap the benefits and, and actually finish a game so far this year um, out down in Bloomington felt pretty good. Uh, a, a big turning point I noticed um, was after you threw your one interception of the game in uh, kind of in Indiana zone there, and a couple plays later they scored on it, and people were getting a little nervous, down 17-14, to 14, but like the turning point that I was mentioning is the way that you and the whole offense kind of responded to that. You rattled off, I think it was seven straight completions, and the next thing you knew is halftime, four minutes later, and you guys are up twenty-eight to seventeen. And that's something that I think I've I've noticed from you over the last you know season and a half or so. Um, going back to like the Stanford game, for example, you you threw that pick, then immediately came back with a big you know seventy eighty yard drive to score a touchdown before halftime. So how do you kind of take a step back and calm yourself mentally and get back to business after making a mistake? Yeah, I think. As a quarterback, you have to be, you know, you have to have a really short-term memory. You know, you can't focus on the negatives because, you know, you have the ball every single play. Um, and I think you're doing yourself a dishonor, you're doing your, your team a dishonor if you keep focusing on the negatives and keep looking back because, you know, the best thing you can do is just, you know, focus on focus on the now, focus on the task at hand, and just take it, you know, one play at a time. So, um, you know, throwing a pick like that, obviously you don't want to do that as a quarterback, but um, playing the position, you have to put things behind you. Um, and that's that's a good trait that I think I possess um, that I think all quarterbacks should possess because if you do that and you have a short-term memory and you can put things behind you and, and focus on the now, I think you can just, you know, be a lot better um, at making plays and just, you know, leading your team. Yeah, and you can see it on the sideline too. When, you know, when he makes a mistake, he's he's on the sideline and he's like, yeah, bro, we, we got this. Everybody just calm down. You know, that's probably one of the best, like you said, one of the best traits you, you can have as a quarterback because things are going to go up and down and, you, you can't control it sometimes. It just things just happen. Um and I think, you know, Connor does a good job coming to the sidelines and getting everybody back on track and um we come together and rally around him and we 
and we that's when we're the best when we like kind of come off of something like that and you know our quarterback draws us down the field like that now Connor, do you think you needed to step up and elevate your game from a leadership perspective in terms of the fourth quarter slumps that the offense fell in i i asked mark d'antonio at the press conference the tuesday before the game and later um i think the story came out that he addressed the seniors and said you know uh, second quarter, fourth quarter is on the seniors. First quarter, third quarter, that's on the coaching staff to, to you know, plan the game plan. But uh, did you feel sort of responsible or obligated to, to step up in the second half, more specifically in the fourth quarter, to make sure you put away the game? Yeah, most definitely. And I think looking back at, you know, the Oregon game and looking back at the um, Nebraska game and the Purdue game, I really don't think there was a whole lot of energy in the fourth quarter, um, you know, with the offense and the defense. And I think – you know, with the emphasis that we had going into this week with finishing, you know, you saw the energy in practice. Um, and I think that energy in practice carried over to the game and carried over to the fourth quarter. And you saw, I mean, we were jumping around uh, as soon as the fourth quarter hit against Indiana. Guys in the sideline were jumping up and down. Guys in the huddle, um, guys in the, on the sideline, sideline huddle before we go out and take the field. Um, and you saw the energy, and I think that energy really helped us um, finish the game and, and just have the energy to, to you know, push through. Uh, you know, execute in the run game and the pass game and to, uh, you know, put them away. All right, now now moving on from, from the Indiana game, there's no need to remind everybody what's going on this Saturday. Uh, yeah, old... Connor, what do you think of Michigan? <laughs> there's cut to the chase. I've been trying to get uh, Andre to, to, to say some stuff. and I get him occasionally when he's not expecting it. I just randomly bring up Michigan and, and see what he has to say about it, and we just kind of laugh because – Usually you know, it's a no comment. You know how you know how it goes, but I don't know. We're all we're all students here, man. We can talk about what we really feel about it. People have varying degrees of thoughts on Michigan. I think I'm at the most mild on them because low key I spent a year there, uh, and then then you got people that just if you say Michigan, they're foaming at the mouth. They're seeing blood. They're trying to like just kill you for even bringing them up, and so I get Dre occasionally to to show some inner feelings. Now I'm not pressuring you, but overall, just the Michigan game when they come to town. What are you thinking when people just bring up Michigan? Um, what am I thinking when they come to town, or what am I thinking when people bring up Michigan? I mean, I just I look at them just as another opponent. But to be honest, okay. You know, um, you know, I'm from Ohio. I'm not from Michigan, so I really don't kind of know the whole you know obviously I, I know what it's about because I've been here for four years and I and I've been on the sidelines and I've played in the games and I know how intense the rivalry is um, but I really don't truly know how the guys from Michigan feel you know you see the a different look in their eyes um, I'd say that's kind of more like the Ohio State game for me when I put against Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship because I'm from Ohio you know all my kid or all the kids in my high school go there a lot of kids that I know go there um, it's not like divided here you know either blue or you're green in ohio you're you're a buckeye you know so um but you know michigan uh you know it's a big big game biggest game for us um biggest biggest game of the year for us but um you know we love it especially playing in spartan stadium uh the crowd's gonna be rocking it's already sold out so uh we know it's gonna be a big game is the atmosphere a little bit different though when you're playing against michigan and andre too like can you tell i know from being a a lifelong East Lansing area resident and, and Michigan State fan going to the games. 
it's just di- always a more electric atmosphere whenever Michigan is in the stadium with their winged helmets or whatever it is that they have. And um, do you guys feel that way? You know, I know it is just another opponent, but can you tell the the intensity has risen a little bit when you're playing Michigan? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just a totally different energy on the sideline, different energy in the game, different energy in the stadium. Um, you know, I know when I'd hand the ball off to Jay Lang last year against, you know, against Michigan and just seeing the hits, like they were flying in and like those were some of the hardest hits that I've seen. And you could just tell it's a rivalry game because of, you know, the, the, the trash talk that's going on on the field, you know, the scrapping after the whistle, um, you know, the hard hits. Um, the game's just played at a faster pace, um, and the hits are bigger, the plays are bigger, and the the energy is just a whole lot more than you would get, you know, playing against you know another Big Ten team. Yeah, the adrenaline is is rushing that game. It's just like you want to do a little bit extra because we're playing them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like uh, you can see it in the coaches. Coach Manny, I know for sure, is just like fired up. He's been fired up since we walked off the the uh, Indiana field, and he's just like, man, I've been here for 20 years, and it's nothing like playing those guys. Like, it's just his fire is lit, and he just wants everybody else to be as fired up as he is. And when we get on the field, it's just like, I can't describe the feeling. It's just like your blood's flowing. Yeah, it's, hard and, to, and, it's hard to explain. Yeah, it's just like you see the yellow across from you, and you know he's feeling the same way you're feeling. And really it comes down to who's going to be the, the tougher dude and who's going who gonna to win that battle, you know, one play at a time. And really that's – how we go about it on the field is just, you know, we're going to win every single time. That's how we go about it. Is Coach Manny ever not fired up, though? Yeah, he, I mean, well, that's a good question. He always, he's always fired up, but I feel like this week out of all weeks, he's going to be on tip. He's he's going to be on tip like he's mad right now. And we're he's mad we don't he's have practice He's just like watching today. TV mad right yeah, now or something. Just he's upset we don't have practice. Really. Nothing today, and he's he's – He's foaming at the mouth because tomorrow he's going to be all over everybody. 7.30 lift, 5.50 lift. He's going to be yelling all day. It's just that's just how he is, though. But this week is different. He's going to be even hotter. Hey, I'm sure you guys got an interesting week ahead of you with with that guy foaming at the mouth, you know. But that's what the difference is, though, when you think about it. Like you said, like you guys both mentioned, it's, it's smash mouth football. It's Big Ten football. And on top of it, it's a heated rivalry. So it's going to be tough, and whoever's tougher – is going to come out to uh, come out with a victory. So I don't know. I think a lot of that stems from what I've heard about Coach Manny, and I've actually seen him do his thing in the weight room back in my former athlete days here. So I know I know what he does, and when it comes to toughness, there's no one quite like that guy. Yeah. Um, but you know, speaking of coming out with W's, obviously you guys have dominated the series as of late. And there's no disguising Michigan has had not a good season so far. Um, I come from a family of just everybody is huge Michigan fans. I'm the weird one of the family. So usually growing up it was terrible because it was just like, oh, now we're playing Michigan. And then, you know, one of Lloyd Carr's teams would just smack us up and we'd have John L. Smith freaking out on the sideline or something. But now I get to enjoy it, at least these past years. And you know they aren't hiding their disappointment with this program and stuff. So, is it is it any different with them coming into town, huge rival and all, but no. them kind of limping into town like no, they have it's been? Not no, at it's all. always going to be a tough game. Yeah. You know? So they did. I mean, they come. It don't matter what their record is. When they come here or we go there, it's just like like Connor said. It's a different game. Like we could be. It could be the first game of the season 
uh, in their minds, like they've not lost any games. This is their first game of the season to them when they come up here. And that's how they play. They play like with their heads cut off just like we do. So it's going to be like head-to-head, smash-mouth, like you said. Mm-hmm. Like That's just how they come. It doesn't matter what their record is. They, they could have lost to – to Avalanche State, it don't matter. Like they go, they will come in here and they will play like all out, full yeah. effort. And that's how it is. That's how, that's what the rivalry game is for. Yeah, they could be, you know, zero and zero and eight. You know, we could be the number one number one ranked team in the country, or vice versa. Um, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bloodbath. You know, no matter no matter how you cut it, um, they're gonna come in with their heads their heads on fire, and so are we. And uh, it's just gonna be a bloodbath. Yeah, I. There's no way you can just compare rosters and compare records and then like, oh, Michigan State is going to win the game because they clearly have the more talent and the better team. I mean, historically with this game, it's sort of like a role reversal as far as recent memory uh, with Michigan State is you guys have national championship aspirations, Big Ten championship aspirations. Michigan will be lucky if they get bowl eligible. Now... If we go back 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it, it's really the other way around. There there was a time not too long ago, and I bring this up a couple times, that 7-5, and 8-4 and four was a huge success for Michigan State. I would be so hyped for an 8-4 and four yeah. season in the John L. years, and, man. And for Michigan, they expect to go to Rose Bowls every year. They expect to win the Big Ten every year. And I was actually uh, doing a little feature. Uh, you can read it actually just up now on impact89fm.org slash sports. Shameless plug there. But uh, four times in the past I think, 25 years that an unranked Michigan State team has beaten a top 10 ranked Michigan team. So just, just to show a perspective that it can happen um, and it's not going to be you know, a forfeit of any means, and you guys obviously know that and you're ready to play as if it's – you know, the biggest game of the season because in some respects um, it is because it's the rivalry. It's Michigan week. Right, for sure. Yeah, I, d- I definitely agree with what all you guys said. It's just one of those questions, you know, you kind of got to ask. Um, in in <clears throat> exactly what you said, Brad, it's pretty much a complete role reversal from how it was when Lloyd Carr was manning Michigan's football team and we were going through different coaches every year and stuff. You know, we're the team that's fighting to be bowl eligible, or I should say we were the team, and they're the team that's got aspirations to maybe compete for a national championship, win the Big Ten for sure, all that stuff. Um, and, like, you know, we, we didn't always lose those games back in the day, so you always got to play tough. But there's no denying that this team is coming in a little, like I said, limping. They're kind of limping in, although they had a big win against Penn State. Their defense showed up to play a little bit, but the offense is still not quite getting the ball rolling, really struggling, and you know overall the team is just struggling. So do you guys feel like with the way that they're coming into this game, you got to kind of go out there and hit them in the mouth real hard, get the crowd into it early? So, I mean, they have just kind of folded over in some games, and you think like that's something you guys got to go out there and do and push hard in the beginning? I think... Like I said before, you know, no matter what the record is, no matter how good they are, no matter how bad they are, we're going to come out and punch them in the mouth. Um, that's how it is. That's how it always has been. So, um, and we, the way we look at it as, you know, every every Big Ten game for us, where it's like we're playing in the Big Ten championship game because they all count one. So if you if you lose one Big Ten game, you know, 
we could, you know, possibly kiss, you know, going to Indianapolis goodbye. So, you know, we look at every single game, no matter who we play. Obviously, this game is huge because it's Michigan, but, um, you know, every Big Ten game is extremely important, no matter what the record is, no matter who the opponent is. But, you know, with Michigan <clears throat> not, um, you know, doing as well as they'd like to be doing this year, um, you know, we look at we look at them the exact same. You know, got to come out, hit them in the mouth early, and um, just play. You know, Spartan smash mouth football. I agree. Every game is uh, come 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 out and hit them in the mouth from the first play to the last play, and that's how we go about the whole game. So I mean, yeah, Connor hit it right on the nail. And really, every game from here on out for you guys is is huge. You were mentioning a one loss can you know. Uh, and your chances of getting to Indianapolis for the Big Ten Championship. And one loss certainly will um, take you out of consideration for that college football playoff. What Do you guys feel that sort of pressure, or does it just make each game uh, help you guys get more hype for each game? I I honestly think it gets us hype for all our games. Uh, we, we never come into a game nervous. We it, it's it's just like you have to go into a game knowing in the back of your mind that through any down or through all the ups, it's just like we're going to win this game. That's the type of attitude we we go into every game. We know that if we do our assignments right and if everybody does their job uh, how they're supposed to do it, then things will go um, as we want them to, and the game will uh, end up being in our favor. But each game is important and. We're not really worried about the playoff right now because it's one game at a time. So right now our main focus is winning each game um, on Saturday, one by one, um, and getting to the Big Ten Championship. And then everything will take care of itself after that. Yeah, Coach D talks about, you know, pressure is good, stress is bad. Um, so, you know, we, we embrace pressure. We like that. Um, I think if, if you turn pressure into stress, that's when it becomes negative. But – um, like Andre said, you know, um, you know, every game means everything. So, and we know that if we do, you know, if, if we're as prepared as we can be, if we, you know, uh, you know, study the game plan, um, we trust in the coaches, they're going to put us in the right situations, um, you know, offensively, defensively. And if we put in the extra time, put in the extra work in the film room, then, you know, we should be just fine. And you guys talked about getting hype for games a little bit and, Music has been a solid topic of discussion on the show the last few weeks. We talked about the post-game celebration music, but what do you guys listen to to get hype for games? Personally, back when I was running track here and from Michigan a little bit, Young Jeezy was my go-to all day. Hype music, for sure. But what, what do you guys like to listen to on game day to get you up and rolling for a game? Me, personally, I'm different. Uh, I, I'm... Yeah, I'm different. Now, when I listen to music, I'm more so a calm like R&B would mellow me out. Cause when it's come when when game time comes, it's just like everything lets out your emotions. You just hype. It's just you you hype. I don't really think me personally. I need to listen to hype music to get hype. Cause the adrenaline and when you run out of the smoke coming onto the field, it's just that's what takes you over the hump. So for me, it's more so calming myself down to that point. So I listen to R&B, like, you know, some Donnell Jones, uh, Cass. Uh, um, I listen to a lot of slow stuff, Erica Badu, just to keep me, like, chill. That's just me, though. All right, I feel it. What about you, Connie? Yeah, we got Tyga. We got Chief Keef, Migos. 
Um, Bobby Schmurda. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm exactly like Dre. You know, I, I listen to Pandora. I listen to John Mayer Pandora because I'm so stressed out. I'm, you know, I actually I wouldn't say stressed. I'd just say, you know, on edge. Mm-hmm. I'm on edge. I'm anxious. Uh, and I think, you know, listening to that kind of music, the, you know, the rap, the stuff to get you pumped up, I think that'll make me have a heart attack or something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I got to be mellowed out. I got to be cool. Uh, and I listen to, you know, Coldplay, you know, uh, Dave Matthews, Jack, or Jack Johnson, John Mayer, um, you know, Matt Kearney, stuff like that. So really mellow, chill kind of stuff. That's how you do it. That's how you get through it. I mean, and then, that's how I that's how I get focused. All right. That might explain the constant dribbling the ball off my toes and turning the ball over in CYO basketball. Because <laughs> I would listen to some rap music, some like 50 cent type to get real fired up. Like, yeah. See, uh, yeah. It did not translate well on the court or field. The slow the slow stuff will get you right now, I'm trying to tell you. I don't know. I think it's just a different in sport because you guys are running out in the Spartan Stadium. Everyone's hype. 70 plus thousand people, a rivalry game. You're like, you don't let's need go. music for that. They got yeah. You got that, but, you know, what I'm talking about, like, I think one of the more intense environments I've been in in my, like, my career, back when I was running for Michigan, is when we had a dual meet against Ohio State, talking about rivalries, and it was real hype, and then I run out on the track, and there's, like, my parents and, you know, some other people's parents and Ohio State's track team. I'm like, cool, there's, like, 80 people here right now. There are more people (laughs) at my high school meets. I got to get hype, man. I need some Jeezy for that. But that's just me. I don't know. Also, I didn't do well that meet, so maybe it, I yeah, the some sort of music. The atmosphere kind of you know dictates what kind of kind of mood you're trying to be in. For the, yeah, and then if it was under the lights, I don't. It's a three thirty game, but if it was like eight o'clock or we playing Michigan like under the lights and it was like you know all eyes on us type thing, yeah, I just, I would need some chill music for that because that's just. <clears throat> And it, I mean, it's just like running out of the tunnel. It just, it's a different feeling. Like once you come out of that smoke and it clear, and you see the fans and you see the big screen, you, we run out right uh, in front of the big screen and we go into our bench and everybody just screaming. It's just like, oh, the blood, oh, the blood pressure get high, and it's just like, ah, yep, that's how it is. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine that would be sufficient for it. Hype music. That'll replace hype music, I should say. But, hey, you know, the whole stands are going to be rocking. There's not going to be any disputes about people leaving, I don't think. No one's about yeah. to be leaving this 64 game. 64 and sunny, it's looking like. Right, that's what I'm saying. You know, it should be a nice day. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. beautiful. day for football. Um, a lot better than last year. Windy. Yeah, you guys don't really care about the fans. I There was nobody in Bloomington, and there was nobody in West Lafayette either. I think it's just a sort of a nationwide trend now that I'm noticing more as far as the lack of attendance in the game. Yeah, you don't you don't like yeah you don't like that at all. I just <laughs> me we don't really no, don't we like don't really that. pay attention to that. But yeah. I think I think the fans are going to get up for this game. It's Michigan week. Uh, people are already starting to talk about it. Um, I want to ask none. Of, you guys don't play defense, so it doesn't apply to you as much. But I'm sure you're aware of the downward trend of points that Michigan has scored in each year against Michigan State. Um, it's I actually one, saw that, yeah. Yeah, last year they had six. Um, That'll be tough to beat. Do you guys, I, is, you guys ever talk about that, or is there a goal to, like, you want to, <clears throat> you know, force a shutout or keep them under a touchdown or if they haven't scored a touchdown on you guys, I think, since 2011? Is that I mean, any other goals besides just getting the W? 
Nah, really. I that win, that yeah that costs. more so the defense will probably. Uh, yeah, they. I well, the offense. Our goal is to score 30, 30, 30 points. So that's what we go for. I'm pretty sure the defense is looking for a shutout this year. I I mean I seen the uh, statistics for that because Alex showed me, and it was a little chart, and each year decreased, mm-hmm. and I thought it was I thought it was crazy funny, but crazy, and no, nah, we really as an offense we don't really worry about <clears throat> them scoring at all. We just more so worry about putting points on the board. Yeah, the defense, I think they're, um, you know, they have high expectations. You know, you got Coach Narduzzi, who's one of the best, who is the best D coordinator in the country. Uh, and they got great athletes. And I think, you know, they set their goals high. And I think every single week, they just, that's their main goal is to, to shut the, the uh, opposing offense out. So um, I think it's for every opponent, uh, maybe a little bit more emphasized, maybe emphasize a little bit more this week just because it's Michigan. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a defensive thing, I would say. Um, but they definitely do go for shutouts. Yeah, and pressure is going to be a big, a uh, big part of that. I think, um, you know, last year obviously Devin Gardner just he looked terrified, and I don't blame him. I'm not, I'm not saying he's like weak or anything, but he got sacked seven times. People were constantly flying in his face. He had no time back there, and that's when they had a first and third round offensive lineman on that line. Now it's a lot more sketchy this year, and I expect you know Shalik and the boys to be putting them through the same kind of nightmare again. Um, but, you know, going real quick back to uh, the stands being hype or anything, you can tell it's, I'm focused on that right now. <laughs> um, it's October 25th, which is close to Halloween. And in college, if it's close to Halloween, it's Halloween. That's true. So true. being a Saturday night, I feel like everyone's out. They're going to be costumed up. I'm not creative. I was Aladdin two years ago. I'm gonna be Aladdin again. <laughs> the girls like it. They're like, it's Aladdin. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. What about y'all? I know. Assuming on a victory, you know, I don't. I don't think people are going out celebrating a, a loss or anything. But if you guys are going out, including you, Brad, are you costuming up? And what are you? Yeah, I'm going out as Nelly. I am. Going oh, I can out. see it. I can't. I'm putting the white do rag on. The band aid. The, ba- the band aid. Uh, rocking the Air Force Ones with a tall T. It's bold though. The forces, the Air Force. Yeah, out but about. I'm, look, I've been I've been wearing them all. I'm breaking them in, so I've been wearing them all day. So, yeah, I'm just saying, like people start scuffing them. Nah, if you see, go to, like nah. I got, the bar I got, or something, I got the I got it covered. I got the game plan for it already. All right, but that's me, Nelly. I'm Did going as Nelly. Trey Wayne's be Murphy Lee and Trey Wayne. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, that's he should good, be. He should be. Uh, what What is his name? Uh, Wale. Yeah. Oh, he could that's be a good idea. I ain't thought about that. But he, Trey said he was going as a, a Static Shock this year. What the heck is that? You ain't never heard of Static Shock? Is that like a, a Spider-Man villain? No, it's like a, it's a cartoon, dude. Never heard. We'll look him up. It's Static Shock. He said he was going to be Static Shock. I'll throw the, up, little, I'll throw the uh, Murphy Lee idea out to him, see if he <laughs> That's bites. hilarious. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think of that. That's a good idea. But that's me. That's what I'm going to be this whole week. All right. Connor, any costumes? Um, I was thinking maybe Rambo or James Bond. Okay. No, I honestly have no idea. Oh, I was going to say, what are <laughs> you going to do? Like, suit up? Halloween? Did you go out last year? Yeah, I was so? a hippie. Okay. Yeah, really creative. <laughs> no, um, but I honestly have no idea. What do you guys think I should be? Anything? 
don't feedback. Know. I think if, if depending on the performance, if you put a beating on Michigan like you guys did last year, you might just want to be yourself and just be like, I'm kind of good. <laughs> but I guess you can do that anytime you go out, really. Is there any way we can like get people on on the air right now and they can call in and, and say what they think I should be? That, we'll tweet something out. Yeah. We'll like, what yeah. should Connor Cook be for Halloween? But yeah, even make a poll about it. To, I'm gonna uh, do it. I'm not even kidding anymore. Right you brought it up. I'll do it. I'll do it when we get down here. We're almost done in a minute. Just once we get yours. Just walking into Holden Hall in WDBM Studios, you you get some starstruck uh, DJs in here at at Impact. Who? Why you put them like, on oh, blast like, like that? Cook is in the building. <laughs> so. you said that? Huh? You said that? Well, I just think. We noticed that when we walked in here. Oh. See, we the some, Snapchat girls. Oh, the Snapchat, Snapchat girls. People <laughs> trying to get you in on Snapchat and, and all those things. So Is she listening to? Connor Cook. Can they hear us? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> um, I don't think she was one of the Snapchat girls. Though. That's all good. No. She no, she that. wasn't a Snapchat girl. Maybe later, though. Um, what about you, though, Brad? Yeah, I, Costumes? I'm 90% sure I'm going to be a juggalo. Uh, oh word! I'm just gonna have gigolo? A, a juggalo, <laughs> like an insane clown posse. Uh, uh, with you the, like insane clown posse? No, I don't. But I think <laughs> their fans are like really funny. They have hatchets. Uh, Fago is a drink that they drink. What is going on? Um, <laughs> They're getting crazy up in the studio, folks. Um, but yeah, juggalo. That's what I'm pretty sure I'm going to be Fago hatchets, face paint. They're really goofy. I don't think I can wear that. In the press box, though, uh, that would be pretty funny. Oh yeah, Juggle trust me, I'm I'm changing after the game. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. chance I'm right. rolling into the press box dressed as Aladdin. Aladdin. He'll be like, what? "Get this kid out of here!" But hey, look out for the tweet. What should starting quarterback Connor Cook be for Halloween this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open to he's open for ideas. And hey, you guys got anything else for him? As a costume Halloween or just in general? Just in general or costumes. We'll let the mm-hmm. people respond to the tweet. I have no idea. I yeah. mean, you guys probably have no idea. It's hard to think of Halloween costumes, you know? Right yeah. before Michigan. I mean, yeah. I thought about mine. <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm more focused ago. on the Michigan game. Yeah. As to <laughs> okay. What yeah. I'm going to be for Halloween. Right. And That's the right Halloween's answer. The following week. You guys right. are lucky. You guys have a bye week on Halloween. So you guys aren't going to have to worry about, exactly. you know, you have a week to prepare for. So Ohio right State. now we're thinking about Michigan. Okay. Sure. So we'll hold there we off go. on 100% Halloween suggestions 100% until after the Michigan game. On Michigan. Hey, you know me. I'm always thinking about Halloween and stuff like right. that. But they got their mind where it needs to be. My mind is out in the gutter somewhere. What's new? But, hey, that's it for another episode of Spartan Red Zone. Thanks again to Connor Cook for being on the show. We appreciate it, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, man, of course. Take it easy, East Lansing.